Podcasting from Baldwin, New York. Welcome to the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Bringing you everything Baldwin Athletics, including news, game breakdowns, analysis, interviews, and much, much more. Prepare for the laughs, hot takes, hard questions, and everything in between. Now, here are your hosts, ready to dive into everything Bruins sports. Isaiah Bell and Sophia Smith. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Bonham Bruins Sports Podcast. As the winter season comes to an end, we want to congratulate all of our winter teams for their success and bringing back Bowen Athletics with a bang. Our next guest is a dual sport varsity athlete. He has been a starter for varsity wrestling since his freshman year and has been captain for three years. He has an overall high school record of 96 wins and 44 losses. To top that off, he is also a three-time all-conference and one-time all-county wrestler. Khalil Cuff, welcome to the show. Appreciate it. So, you know, I used to wrestle back in middle school, and I know you started wrestling in seventh grade. But, you know, when was the, you know, the exact moment where you like, you know, I really like this sport. You know, I really want to continue, you know, playing this sport. And you really fell in love with wrestling. It was the off-season of my first year because I started wrestling in seventh grade. So it was about almost six years ago. And it wasn't during the season that I really felt like I really wanted to do this. It was the off-season, that following off-season when I went to camps and training training facilities and all got all this exposure to UFC fighters that wrestled, alumni that wrestled, all these other people that wrestled. And I met like the high school team um, when it was like Marcus Stell and Abe Mitchell and Paul Ware that when I really started to see, you know, what it was like and how, how it felt to, like, win going to these off-season tournaments and winning and seeing, how, like, how I developed from 7th grade to 8th grade year, that's when I really, you know, started to invest myself. And I, and I just sat down one day. I was like, this is something I really wanted to do because me being a very competitive person and me always wanting to have, like, the competitive drive to always win, I always want to do my best and be other people and always be that number one guy. That's kind of drove me a little bit more to just stick with wrestling because from seventh grade when I went four and five then the next year eighth grade year I went 11 and oh so after that eighth grade year going into high school I had so much momentum and I had so much confidence going in there and just and I went to so many camps and all of these tournaments it just and just overall just building a relationship not even with just the coaches but just a relationship with the sport itself and like the grind and the grit and the, comp- and the competitiveness just really made me want to stick with it and see how far I can go. Then the goal started to change from being, you know, just undefeated to going to the county tournament my freshman year. Then the goal changed from just going to counties to going to place in counties. And the goal changed from just placing the counties, being a county champ, state champ, national champ, et cetera, and just keep going up as I grow more as a person. Yeah, and speaking of winning, bro... I know if you remember, but in eighth grade, you know, the wrestling as a team, you went undefeated. But even as a team, we also went undefeated. So even back then, did you like envision your success in high school like back then when we were in middle school? Honestly, I thought in middle school, I thought that I was already top dog in middle school. I thought I would come into high school and just sweep everybody. Got a rude awakening my first varsity <laughs> match um, when I came up to the high school. I remember exactly how it happened, too. It was my freshman year. I think it was the first official dual me match or the second one. 
and we were versing Kellenberg. And then I got put up against their varsity 152. I was walking out all confident and cocky, like I was just going to walk through him. This guy threw me to my back in 30 seconds and pinned me. I was, I think that was the most upset I've ever been besides the county tournament, my junior tournament. That was the rude awakening. But then just me just being in that one varsity match just changed my whole perspective that, you know, there's, if I want to be like you, this, I'm about to say an overused expression, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to be, if you want to be the big fish in the pond, you know, you got to beat the bigger fish in the pond, like something like that. But that's when I realized, you know, I was just, I was just little in that big ocean of all these good wrestlers. Like for example, Jacory Team, who was a world medalist, he was in my weight class freshman year, the following year, third in the country, Kyle Mosher, and I burst him at the qualifiers. So for me, for me to see my progress from when I was in middle school, entering high school in my first match, to now when I'm now top 50 in the entire island, it's uh, I don't know. I, I I always see myself being good and doing good and being a champion, but it's just wanting to be there now at that point. Yeah, I get what you're saying, bro. So um, who is somebody that, you know, that you look up to and that, you know, really motivated you to, you know, just be the best wrestler in person that you could be? I always say this, like, for, like wrestling-wise, not even just wrestling, but just in life, Coach Murphy. Um, Murphy, he's a security guard at the high school, but he's been my coach for pretty much now six years. And I'm not, it's not even just Murphy, but it's, like, the whole coaching staff, because Murphy's just been, like, another father figure in my life. I have many father figures, like my, my stepfather, my grandfather, um, Murphy. He's, uh, he, he's, took, he's been such a big role. And not even just my wrestling career, but just just my life, my high school career, my life in general, and just helping me develop as a man. And that, and that goes again for most of the coaching staff too. Murphy's and the wrestling coach coaching staff's been helping me develop me as a person, helping me stay on top of my grades, and then fixing my technique. So on the off season, when we have a lot of time to kind of just slow down and just see, you know what I need to work on or what I did bad or what I could have improved on from the previous season going into the next one. And we kind of just send me out to camp so he could sponsor me a little bit for camp so I'm not paying, you know, a couple thousand dollars to go away to NC State for a week. And then I'm getting I'm getting exposure to these college coaches. And we're just sitting down there and we're just really just working on, you know, perfecting the little things and, you know, getting down the basics and how I can turn those moves into chain wrestling and just keep like going up like you can only really go up and that's all I've been doing for the past six years is really just going up and Murphy's been a big part of that also my parents too my dad is a black belt well, he's not a black belt but he's getting there he's done jujitsu he's introduced me to jujitsu my mom when we lived in um, New Jersey she um put me into Taekwondo and I was a black belt in Taekwondo fun fact okay and um that's yeah not to so. nothing but <laughs> that's what's so. Martial, martial arts has always just been like a piece of my life. It's always been like something, like a discipline that I build off of. And me just having wrestling, it's not only has it kept me focused and it kept me on track, but also the people that have been involved, my coaches, my senseis, my parents, everybody. It's just been just a great influence on my overall success. So I can't even say it's just me, but all of those people that I've mentioned have taken a great part of where I am today. All right, so you mentioned Coach Murphy, you know, 
who just he's just a great dude, man. Great security guard, great coach. Um, but there's also other coaches. There's Janasco, Stu, Aljamain, Fitz, and I don't know if I miss you know any. But like, how is it you know like during your matches having all those great binds like in your corner and you know cheering you on during your matches? Honestly, it's just a lot of different perspectives. So it's not just I'm only focused on this style of wrestling or I only focus on this moves. Like, we have Coach Smith, Coach Eric Smith. He actually came in from last year, was his first year of coaching us. He's a big Greco guy. Greco, just for everybody that doesn't know, basically just upper body wrestling and you just throw people on their heads. Just, um, Greco in a nutshell. But, um, he... He's a, he's a big throwing guy, and he kind of developed my over-under and helped me throw people. I don't know if you guys see my Instagram whenever I post a little bit of highlights when I'm throwing people. That's mainly because of Coach Smith, the high crotch series, or when I'm taking, a, like, a regular shot. That's mainly Janosko, um, Coach Llewellyn, or Coach Murph. They helped me develop that high crotch. Moving a guy, making him tired, just beating, beating down on his head. That's a style from Murph and some of the all-season camps I'd be going through. Stu, he's a little bit more technical when I, when it's um, down the mat and when it's top and bottom, that's Stu. And then Aljo with the funky stuff, you know, the flashy stuff, he comes in, he shows me that, like the rolls and, you know, the flips, you know, the, the things that make the crowd go, ooh, ah. So he's there. So it's all these different types of wrestling and all these different perspectives of the sport and all these different techniques. So it's not just me just doing this one style. I get to pick and choose from each coach and I get to see you know what works for me and what works for how I compete and I put those all together into this one ultimate style that I like to call mine so that's the that's probably the best thing about having all these coaches it's not limited to just one strict style of wrestling you get to pick and choose what you, what you take from them and what you use into your game and put into your arsenal to make your own kind of like style which can be great depending on how you use it yeah, nah, Coach Smith must be the real deal, man. Because like you said, I've seen some of those videos. And I'm just like, yo, I can't even imagine wrestling Khalil, man. <laughs> Getting thrown like that. All right, so, um, you know, wrestling has a lot to do with individual talent. But, you know, it's still you're still a part of a team. It's still a team sport. So how important, you know, is the team aspect of it? Listen, I've always, I've always lived by this and I've always said this. One, one person missing from the room can affect the entire room, no matter how big or small they are. If my partner, we're just going to say, just say for instance, because I'm wrestling 170, 180. So if I don't have a guy at 170, 180, then I'm going to have to either join a group of three or I'm going to have to interfere with somebody else's practice, which may ruin their flow because now they're getting less reps and they're not getting... And they're not focusing so much on their technique. They're getting too much of a break, and they're not conditioning themselves. So that's a minus for them. And then on top of that, now they might be complaining, oh, he's too big for me, or he's too small for me, or he's too advanced. Now, as far as competition, if we don't have somebody in one weight class, that's six points. Now, I'm just going to give you just a general idea of how points work in wrestling, and at least in dual meets. Three points is just a win. Four points is if you win by eight or more. Five points is if you take the guy, which is a 15-point major, and six points is a pin. So every weight class that we don't have, we're giving up six points that we could be using. And all those points are crucial, especially in those close matches against the, the Massapequa's, the Ocean Sides, the Freeports, the Wontons, the really good teams out there. 
all of those bonus points that we could have are very important. So if you're missing or somebody doesn't make the proper weight that they're supposed to, that doesn't only affect you. That can affect the team as an as an entirety. That can be the difference between if we become second in the conference or being conference champions and actually updating that banner that we have in the gym that hasn't been updated in who knows how long. When was the last time you seen the wrestling banner updated? Exactly. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. It's been a it's been a, it's been a while. It's, yeah. It's been a very long while. So every point counts. Every major, everything that you do, even in practice, everything that you do counts and everything that you do matters. So if one person is missing or one person is not following what they're supposed to do or one person is not part of the program, that can mess everybody up. That can mess the team up. That can mess us, us up from either being second in the conference, last in the conference, or being conference champions and actually doing something. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, nah, and I agree. I agree with exactly what you said. Um, So, as I mentioned before, you've been a captain for three years, which is just crazy by itself. But, yeah, so you're used to the leadership role. But now, this year, you were a senior. So how is it different, you know, being now you're a senior and a captain? So you're like, you were already, you know, a leader on the team, already a top dog. But now you're like the top, top dog. So how was it, you know, being a senior and like, how was it, you know, was it like different from other years as you being a captain this year? I thought it, it weird, especially with the whole pandemic and the COVID thing with, you know, the eight matches and only four week season. So it's not even really like I got the full experience of being a captain for the full season. And then even then we still got a season cut short. But at least for the time that I was, you know, a senior captain for this season, it just felt like, you know, pretty much all eyes were on me, and basically I dictated, you know, the highest pace, or I dictated how practice would go, and depend on how I would practice that, so I always helped, even from before I was a captain, I always held held myself to a high standard on how I practice, how I train, and how I, you know, carry myself as a person, so I feel like if I'm not up to par, then what makes this, what makes it seem like this guy's gonna keep it up to par if he doesn't see the best person in the room not to be cocky but I'm just you know saying it in perspective but the best person in the room if he's not up to par he's not doing this why should I do this maybe I if he doesn't have to do this and he's top whatever in the island then I can do that same thing and I can and I can be up there too so that's why you, I always have to keep myself to a high standard I have to always make sure that you know I'm going harder than what I intend on doing so even if everybody's not going the hardest in the room they can see like what I'm doing and if they don't feel like you know they're going hard enough at least they'll push the pace a little bit more even if it's not on my level they'll still be going harder than what they did so I feel like my like my influence especially like with my credentials and who I am as a person was very important for this season and actually did play a little bit of a factor for how we wrestled we still had some we still had some things against us we didn't have every weight class filled so that did um, play a part in some of our matches, but you know I feel like they did the best that they could with what we had and the amount of time that we had. So I'm proud of them for that too. Yeah, and as a leader, bro, you have to be the best. You're not being cocky, bro. It's, that's what you got to do. You're the leader. You're leading the team, so you're not being cocky. Um, but um, so I know you and a lot of other Bolton guys. I never got to go, but you guys go training at um Longo and Weidman, their MMA, their little spot. Uh, so how has that like training helped you with your wrestling that's actually a tremendous part of 
like why or where I am, how like where I am today. Every Tuesday and Thursday, I, I remember from freshman year, like even from before freshman year, um, Murph again when he would drive some of us up there from Baldwin. He would tell us to come to the Baldwin High School at about six thirty or seven. He'd pick us up. He'd take us there himself, or he called some of the other coaches who could provide rides to and from. And me, I was always, I was, every Tuesday and Thursday, I would always be at the high school. He was always pick me up, uh, drive me back. And every day, especially with there being like competitors there, there was a guy named CJ. He placed um, third in the county from last year. He was a senior. He graduated. Jared Alton, he was a three-time county champion. So it's not like I was just wrestling just my own teammates. I was wrestling guys who were as unexperienced as I was. I was wrestling people that were experienced and, you know, that can actually give me a challenge and push me and, you know, let me drill to, like, how I want to drill and drill hard so I can actually improve and develop my mentality, my physical shape, my physical form, and my technique. So that's Longo and Weidman, at least since when I was born, um, really showed me... How do I put this into into words? My time going to law really showed me where I could be as a person and where I could be as a wrestler. And it really, that's pretty much where I get my shots from my offense. That's how I developed most of my offense. I even went to some of their summer camps. And that's how I I sat there. There was um, NCAA champions that were coming through, All-Americans, former nationally ranked people that are in college now, like Ja'Cory and Mosher. There's guys that are currently wrestling that are top in the county that go there, like the guys from Wanto or the guys from Massapequa. So all of that and just being it, just even being in that gym, just ultimately just always got me better. Every Tuesday and Thursday that I went, I always learned something new. I always fixed something or I always felt better coming out than when I came in. Yeah, no, nah, that's good, bro. Um, so, besides that training, did you do, like, any training, you know, like, individually by yourself, like, outside of school to, you know, help prepare, you know, for, like, any seasons or tournaments? Honestly, I, like, I go to another club now. It's called Savage Wrestling Club. It's out in Huntington. That's another facility I practice at. Sometimes I go to another, I go to Ascend to just to get just a different feel for, again, just more coaches, more perspectives, how they see it, how they practice, what they like to drill, how how they explain moves differently. Sometimes Murphy can explain a move and he'll explain it one way and then I'll go to this other gym, they'll explain it another way and maybe I like that way better. So I take that and I put it into my arsenal. That's the best thing about having clubs. Okay, so what are some, you know, life lessons that you've learned from being a part of Baldwin Wrestling? Just never really giving up. <laughs> that's what. That's one thing. And always to just take every any moment that you're given or any opportunity that you're given, always take full advantage of it. Don't hold back or anything. Because if I had to learn it the hard way, I was. This was last year. So quarterfinals of the county tournament. I'm wrestling this guy's name is Mac Paquette from Long Beach. He was the number two seed in the county, and nobody in that gym expected me to beat him. I ended up um, beating him, I think, I believe, four to one off of a takedown in the last, in the third period. And I just, I just felt, I just felt so hype. I just felt so intense because I knew I was ready for that. Nobody expected me to beat him. Nobody really thought, you know, some kid from Baldwin was going to be possibly in the county finals. 
and he was unranked. Then the next day, I versed this guy from Farmingdale, who ended up being in the county finals, who I versed in the qualifiers prior to two weeks ago. And I, the only reason I lost to him was because he caught me in a headlock in the last few seconds because I lost focus. And I was lucky that I even got a second opportunity to tr- even try to redeem myself and try to beat him to go into the county finals. Mm. So I go in there, and I'm just so antsy. I'm so on my feet, trying to get the takedown. And then I just shoot a shot from halfway across the mat. He sees it coming and then instantly pins me within a minute. And I was so upset with myself because I knew I was, I, was, I was better than that. But I let my mental just get to me more than actually just staying focused, staying on task, and just going with you know what my coaches taught me and everything. And that's when I realized... You know, I only, that was my one opportunity to be a county finalist, you know, for my school and possibly win a county championship for the first time in who knows how many years. That we were close last year and the year before, we had Mark Castell, 285, but he got injured from before. And then we had Matt Kong from my sophomore year, so about like two years ago, who was in the county finals, but then he ended up losing to a guy from MacArthur. And then that was my opportunity, that was my chance to actually, you know, become a county champion for Baldwin in who knows how many years. Then I blew it. You know, however, it was still good because I came back from even just losing and all all of the emotion I felt, and, you know, I felt regretful. I felt, you know, very, like, angry, frustrated, just, like, mentally all messed up. But I still ended up coming back to become third in the county, which is still impressive. But now, you know, the whole pandemic and everything, I don't have that second opportunity to go into another county tournament or another official county tournament and try to win a county championship for my school. So now that county tournament holds more weight than it did from before, knowing the fact that I'm not going to have a second chance at that. So now going into college and going to any other competition or not even just wrestling, but just anything in life, whether it's a, a job opportunity, um, any, like, money opportunity to become successful, I'm not going to really take it for granted. I'm going to go, you know, full on and really just commit because you never know when you can get a second opportunity or if you're going to get another opportunity from when it's presented to you. So that's a, that's another lesson that I kind of really picked up from my years of wrestling. Yeah, especially that never give up. I definitely got that from wrestling, too, because forget about the matches. Even just at practice, being in that hot wrestling room for two hours and Murphy ain't letting you get no water until practice is over. Yeah, man. I know what you mean about that perseverance. All right, so... um, You practice just suck every day. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so... um, Are you looking to continue your wrestling career at the next level? Yeah, definitely. I'm already talking to a few colleges, mostly D2 and D3 as far as wrestling. Um, that's definitely um, something I want to do. Hopefully, I can take it further, possibly. If, you know, it's a possibility I can be on the national team and go to the Olympics. That's something I've been preaching since I was in fifth grade. Like I said, you, if you know me, you know I've been preaching, you know, being an Olympic champion or a world champion. Yeah, so I was just like about that. to ask you that, too. <laughs> always been preaching that. So that's something I definitely want to do. Or at least take it as far as it can get me. But I still want to go to college to get my education because I don't know if you heard, but I do have a program. It's called Sculpted Kid Fitness. I'm going to rebrand this so it's going to have a different name. And um, 
so when that does happen, I'm going to end up uh, nutri- um, majoring in nutrition and dietitian or dietetics or exercise science, both which are going to help my program in the future. So either way, I'm really setting myself up for which, wherever I want to go. Even if, you know, I decide in college, it's a possibility. I'm not saying it's definite. It's a possibility, you know, I want to say I want to go to the UFC and, you know, become a professional MMA fighter and start training for that. That's definitely a possibility. But, um, yeah, and you mentioned it's definitely some I want to I want to take on with me, you know, going forward, especially in college. Yeah, I got you. You mentioned your program that you run. You know, I heard a little bit about it, but I don't know that much. So, do you want to, you know, tell us a little bit about your program? So, Scope the Kid Fitness, which is going to be um, probably a different name by the time this um, podcast goes up, but basically, what it is is ran by me and uh, two other of my uh, teammates, um, Isaiah Blemmer and. Daniel Martinez. What it is is a fitness program where it's basically you come in or you talk to me. Maybe I'll give you a little bit of a consultation and we just figure out, you know, what you want to do. Whether that be you want to bulk up, you want to get, you know, a little bit skinny. And then I combine working out. I don't, and I don't like the idea of like you go to the gym and you have these machines that really isolate the muscles. I like to use free weights or calisthenics or just, you know, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like machines too much machines doesn't really help you as much as just free weights and just working out your body with your own body weight or cardio just natural stuff then on top of that combine it with a proper nutritional plan and get you to your ideal um like whatever you want to do like say for instance you're an athlete you want to go into the athlete intensive program where you want to really be you know pushed to your limits you want to really be tested and on top of that, combined with a nutritional program, whether you, you're bulking up for like football, say for instance football, or you're getting skinnier, you want to get faster, you want to be stronger, you want to be quicker, like more agile. So that's where I plan to take um, my program in the future. Hopefully, you know, after college or during college, I can open up a small office space and, you know, do more more interactive privates. I already started um, online training too, so... I did the online training at home. Then maybe it turns into a gym and then a nutritional firm included into that. And it could be like really professional, like something like Lifetime. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then it just includes, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger from there. But first, you got to start from step one. You really just build up the clientele a little bit. Yeah, no, that's really interesting, bro. And I wish you the best of luck with that because that's really, you know, a really good thing that you're doing, bro. Really good thing. Um, So... You know, me, when I used to wrestle, I used to like to go for that, you know, like single leg shot, bro. So, you know, what's your favorite move to do during a wrestling match? What's your go-to move? Well, it depends. It really depends because I have, I have two people. There's Khalil and there's Rumble. Khalil, if we're talking about just me as a person, I like just a simple double leg, get it over with. But when Rumble's out... Oh, I like to go for a throw, hip toss, <laughs> headlock, lat drop. I wanna. <laughs> I'm trying to hear to the mat as hard as I can possibly without getting disqualified, of course. Without getting disqualified. I understand. So but, Khalil's like the fundamental, you know, stick to the fundamentals, yeah. and Rumble's like well, put Rumble on a show. Comes out, oh, that everybody likes to see Rumble. <laughs> Rumble is the person that you see on my Instagram stories or my Snapchat stories <laughs> with all the throws and all of that. That. But I really, I really like throwing people. I that's it's just so, it's just so fun, just launching somebody over the over your over your head, and the adrenaline rush you get when you hit a 
crowd go like, oh, or ah, and then, you know, your team is going like, squeeze, and then the ref eventually just hitting the mat because you pin the guy. And then just watching him just get up because, you know, you just knocked the wind out of him. It's just, I don't know, it's just so amusing. All right, so, you know, everybody, you know, we go into a wrestling match, you want to win, but you really want to pin the guy. So, I want you to tell me what's, like, the... You don't have... Even if you don't remember the exact time, but, like, around, like, what time... Like, what's the fastest time it ever took you to pin somebody? 13 seconds. 13 seconds? That's it? 13 seconds. 13 seconds. It was an off-season tournament in my sophomore year. It was in Jersey. It was an off-season tournament in Jersey. It was, like, versus a guy, some part in Jersey. What I did, I took a shot... He blocked it, came up, lat dropped him, 13 seconds. That was wow. It. That's crazy. <laughs> All right, For so. I don't know wrestling, basically what that means. I tried to attack his legs. He didn't let me. So what I did, I threw him to his back. Thank you for clarifying that. Um. So anything basically can happen during a wrestling match. You know, I've been there. Like, literally anything can happen. You could go down in points pretty fast. So, um, like, what's, like, the biggest adversity you had to face and, like, overcome during, like, a match, and you had to, like, come back and win a match? This one I really got to think about. Uh, this was my, oh, I got it, freshman year. It was a Lindenhurst tournament. I was versing this guy. His, no, it was Baldwin tournament. Still freshman year. There's a guy, his name was Don. And I'm down, I think, 0-5 in the third period with a minute to go. Me and Dom, we've been butting heads since I was in eighth grade. Since we were, since we first wrestled in um, Jersey, so we wrestled in Lindenhurst, and he beat me because I just lost focus. So now, he's 0-2 at that point against me. So now, well, he's 2-0 against me at that point. So now, Bolton tournament, I'm down 5-0. He threw me in the first period, I believe. Nothing happened in the second, third period. I got up, took him down, and then I sh- straight half to his back. So he, he, he didn't get pinned from there. So now it's about 6-5, to five, and then he gets an escape. Now it's 30 seconds left. Now I'm trying to attack him, and I'm trying to shoot on him. I'm not able to get the takedown. So now you have my teammates and then my coaches who know the history, and then you have his teammates because he's a massive people so you already know how the massive people yeah, they yeah. are insane especially they always go crazy yeah I remember going to those meets so have, yeah so we have the we have the Baldwin people and then we got the massive people people like watching the match so then this is what happens I think it was the first over it was um overtime and eventually what I did I'm over here, I'm snapping, I'm just kind of like banging on his head to try to tire him out. He goes out of bounds twice, so he's about to get a stall warning. So what he does, he tries to shoot on me, I I block his shot, and then I go for a re-attack on my high, on my high crotch. Then it was just a big scramble until eventually I got the two, and I got up. I was so excited, I was like so excited, but I was so tired at the same time. So I was like, I jumped up, but I was just like hunched over, just breathing for air. <laughs> so that was the first time I beat him. Then I beat him again in, um, during the season. I didn't see this guy until junior year before the pandemic hit. So now we're two two against each other. So now I'm literally looking for him. I'm trying to I'm trying to get this tiebreaker just to see, you know, to settle the score. Finally just see who's better. So it was the Warzone tournament 
in Hempstead, I believe. That's when I finally versed him again. He had just placed, I believe, fourth or fifth in the county, and I just placed third in the county. So we're versing, and then I think I ended up beating him eight to four, I believe. Okay. I know I know, I, I, I scored him by a lot, but that finally set up the score. So now, you know, I'm up against him three or two. I can actually lift myself, and I can be happy without really having to be like, oh, what way he's going? Oh, what tournament he's going? I just want to just settle the score as two, two. Let's just get one match, you know? So... Yeah, nah, that's cool. So, uh, you know, going to tournaments, you make a lot of, you know, memories, a lot of fun memories. So what's one of your favorite memories wrestling at a tournament? Uh, again, it would have to be the county tournament for my junior year. After I after I upset the number two seed in the county, I was so excited. I was literally, I got so much energy after I beat him. I, like, I, I think, um... Miss Johnson was there. I think she's seen it. So, it, I don't know if you want to ask her, but she was there. She was watching Jendi and everybody. I was literally, I had my coat on because I was still seven over. I had to make weight the next day. It was terrible, but I made it though. But <laughs> I was literally so excited. I got my coat on. I got all my sweats on. I'm over here running to my stand. I'm like, yo, guys, I just beat the number two. I'm about to be on county. <laughs> I'm over here running and screaming around the whole entire gym. I'm calling my mom. Be like, Mom, I just beat the number two seed in the county. I'm go- I'm going out county this year. My coach is all excited. I'm over here just running around the whole gym. I look like a crackhead at this point <laughs> with a jacket on because I still have to make weight. I don't. That's it, it was just, that moment was just so fun. It was just so exciting. It was just so much adrenaline just going through me at once. It just I just felt really really excited that's that's something i would never forget that feeling that i got after after that one match that's some that's something that i just i just will never forget yeah i mean you beat number two in the county that was probably one of the best days of my life if i had to be honest yeah nah if i beat number two in the county especially going in as an underdog man i don't know what i would do (laughs) i'd probably have a similar reaction man i'll go crazy uh, but you mentioned, you know, cutting weight, and I was just about to ask you a question because that's one part that I really don't miss about wrestling, <laughs> cutting that weight. So, uh, how how do you how do you cut weight? Oh, dog, it, it depends. Because sometimes you got me, you know, being dumb cutting weight, and then you got me, you know, being smart about cutting weight. I'll explain to you both perspectives. For me being dumb cutting weight, I'll put off, you know, cutting off six pounds or so until like two days before. And then I'll have to try to run it off on a treadmill while not really getting the proper nutrition in my body. Really pretty much just putting myself through survival mode, right? And I go into the match, like more times than not, I'll be tired, exhausted. I'll just be so happy just having a sip of water. I'm over here just so dehydrated and tired. But the healthy way of cutting weight, which I usually do, but not always, but usually for the most part. You know, I go to practice or I go do a workout after practice and drop the weight, you know, gradually maybe like two pounds a day, two pounds, two pounds, two pounds until I'm on weight. And then I'm still getting all the proper nutrients and getting all the proper um, calories and all of that, the proteins, calcium, magnesium, potassium, all of that good stuff. And still feeling healthy and still feeling strong instead of just looking like this dried out prune going into the scale just waiting to get a sip of water but 
cutting weight, something I can say that I don't like about wrestling. And when I'm done with the sport, when I'm done with the sport, that's something I will never go back to. Yes. Um, it's not too terrible if you go about it the right way, but when you have to, you know, cut weight by any means necessary, it sucks. I hate it. Yeah, and I don't know if you remember, but like freshman year, we had a tournament. But it was like right after, because it was during winter break, and it was right after Christmas. And like five of us, like five or six of us, and I know I was one of them, was overweight, obviously, because we just ate Christmas dinner. And I remember Coach made us run in front of everybody at the tournament, in front of everybody, making us run back and forth just to lose weight. And I'll never forget that, man. I'm just like, yo... Uh, I hated cutting weight, man. <laughs> I just hated it, yeah. Yo, Thanksgiving and Christmas be the worst because that's when your family decides to make all the good food that you've been asking for all year and you're already in season so you know you can't eat that much. So instead of, you know, going off like you usually do, you have to take like little portions of the food and you gotta be like, ah, uh, you know, you, you, have, you swear you're gonna take leftovers but you, you end up taking like two pans worth of food and then your, your family ends up eating them. So... It's but at least we get the two pounds. They give us the two pounds. Sometimes a little bit more of allowance. So I'm grateful for that. But Christmas time and Thanksgiving time was torture. It was absolute torture. So much food that you know you can't eat all of it. It's torture. It's the worst. All right. So now we're at that point of the interview. You know where we ask our unbearable questions. You know since we're Bowen Bruins and we ask you know everybody these questions so i'm gonna ask sophia's questions for sophia's question first so you're walking out let's say you get to the olympics bro you're going to the olympics gold medal match what's your walkout song man what are you walking out to well that's a tough one there's so many songs i would walk out to but if i had to choose one for my olympics uh, it had to be till I collapse by Eminem. I've always that's always been my go-to song. Till I collapse by Eminem, no doubt. Okay, that, that's a good pick. I like that pick. Bunch of songs, especially a new one, um, Rumble by um, Dusty Lowe. One for two reasons. One, my nickname is Rumble. Title is Rumble. It's a good song. And it's fire. So, two. I don't know. It's just a good song. But till I collapse has always been like a day one, and you know. Pre work, pre workout, pre match, you know, like hype game song. Okay, I respect those picks. All right, so my question is, and it's a little hard, you know, with wrestling. So let's just say, you know, you got some pounds to spare. Let's just say you're, you know, really underweight. What's your go to pre game snack or dinner? Oh, oh, I got to Hold on. Don't worry, you have some pounds to spare. It's not like you have to make weight. <laughs> you got some pounds to spare. What's like, your go-to like, how, pre-came uh, dinner? Just to be specific, how many pounds? Like three? Uh, like three, four? I'll give you five. Five pounds. Five? Oh, oh that's a lot. All right. We're talking about five. First of all, I'm going to Outback, and I'm getting myself like a 32-ounce steak or the biggest steak that they have to offer. That's going to be sautéed in like A1 sauce or whatever gravy that they got there. Topped <laughs> off with... um. Some mashed potatoes, some broccoli with a side of um, coconut shrimp. And then for dessert, we're going to have a molten chocolate cake. With um, And for, as far as drink, we're going to get a strawberry daiquiri and a lemon. Some lemons to squeeze over it just in case if I feel like it. But that's that's definitely a go-to. Wow. 
That's a dinner right there. You just made me hungry. <laughs> Woo, that's a good pick. I can talk about food all day. Yeah, nah, that's a that's a good pick, man. Well, thank you. That's it. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no problem. All right. That's it. Thank you, Khalil, for that wonderful interview. If you enjoy hearing about these experiences as much as we do, feel free to leave a nice rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever podcast platform you listen from. For updates and information about the show, go give us a follow on Instagram at Bruins Podcast. Thank you, Matt, for the incredible job that you do. Thank you to all of our listeners. Keep up the support and tune in next time for the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Be sure to follow us on all streaming platforms. Check us out on Instagram at Bruins Podcast. Join us next time for more news, analysis, interviews, and everything Baldwin sports.